Greetings and welcome to episode 291 <laughs> of the Words About Games podcast, the weekly news, culture, and gaming discussion podcast for Words About Games. I'm your host, Amy K. Alexander, joined this week by Daffid Moody. Howdy, doodly do. How are we all doing this evening? Because it's Monday. You know what that means. <laughs> what? <laughs> the fuck <laughs> i don't know i'm british Can't words are difficult <laughs> <laughs> well i wasn't expecting that and we're also joined by the amazing host and i wrote it down this time of the fantastic trophy room a playstation podcast available on all podcast services around the globe joseph moran how you doing what up or, or, or wait oh should i put on my 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 best british accent go for it oh i top of the evening to you that was probably better yeah oh, the there you go top of the evening governor yeah, oh what's up what's all this then <laughs> please sir can i have some more we're, we're all Don't worry, everybody, I'll grow on you. <laughs> every time, every time I do that voice, I always want to do the Shaun of the Dead. Oi, prick! <laughs> <laughs> Oi, prick! Uh, Same thing you said in the Fastball stream, really. <laughs> in a British accent. What you know the oh, thing? No, that. <laughs> <laughs> One of the most British oh. insults I've ever heard. <laughs> <laughs> oh god um okay who do i direct this to anyone you want okay um bobby kodak bobby kopek oh fuck what was it my brain's farting because you put me on the spot amy <laughs> oh my god <laughs> why have you done this to me what do i say banter banter banter, banter. You feel, you've literally have you forgotten it my brain is so gone. Because you put me on the spot. Bobby Cotton, don't be shy. Your mother wasn't. She had you. That's it. My brain, words never left my brain so fast in its life. <laughs> oh, this is... She's putting him on the spot. We must leave the brain now. Evacuation. <laughs> Evacuation. Get out of here. <laughs> Both well for the next couple hours. Right, you know <laughs> so how, how's everybody doing? <laughs> Life's been busy. I'm just trying to keep up. You know, that's how I'm doing right now. Wow. I got. I, I. So I. I had a dentist appointment this week, and. Uh, she like while she was doing the surgery, looks like she she nicked herself. Something happened. Okay. And it was like a whole big ordeal. And I was just like, "Don't freak out. It's it's okay." She's like, "So she 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 was like, you don't have like hepatitis or anything like that." I'm like, "Absolutely, I don't." And she's like, "Could you listen? Could could you get a blood test to make? Because I need to know." And she, she's kind of like a germaphobe as well, rightfully so. I mean, you're in a pandemic and you're a dentist. People's mouths are right in front of you. So I was like, yeah, 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 sure, sure, sure. I wanted to give this lady the peace of mind. But, man, she's been calling me nonstop. I'm like, yo, the test, is, the test isn't done yet. You got to stop. It's Saturday. <laughs> <laughs> it's been nonstop with this. And then, like, wow. work on the other hand. It's just been, it's been a little nuts. 
been a little crazy. Yeah. I feel but... bad now. I spent most of my week in my slipper socks reading books. I like that. <laughs> it's I've been spending the rest of my week getting frustrated at Sifu. So, like, oh. <laughs> <clears throat> trust me, it's <laughs> I'd rather be reading the books. <laughs> That's fair. That's fair. I I saw the, the people talking about Sifu because the review embargo dropped. And I was like, cool, yeah. definitely not playing that right before Elden Ring. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, we'll talk about it later on yeah, in the show do. for yeah, sure. Yeah. But like, yeah, the difficulty conversation in games is just so tiring. Oh, no. It's like, oh. why are we still having it? Like, it's just why are we still here? Like, come on. <laughs> but it's that time of year, Joseph. We need to. We need to have the the difficulty discussion. It's the mandated month of the year. <laughs> I'm just happy it's not Elden Ring this time. <laughs> I'm happy it's a different game. That probably actually deserves that talk. Because oftentimes it's from software games. And oftentimes it's like, you're just not being patient. That's why you're failing. Just be patient. Because from software games, as difficult and challenging as they may be, they are fair. Now, Sifu, on the other hand, another story. Sip the cup. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> Put out the pinky and everything there, didn't he? Put out the pinky, he knows, he knows. Gotta do the pinky. Gotta. Gotta. <laughs> and it doesn't really work so well with the glass. That's what works. It's okay. <laughs> <laughs> Loss of grip. Ah! Loss of grip! <laughs> this was the moment she no. realized she was about to no, drown. Not on the PlayStation Trophy t-shirt. <laughs> that's right, that's right, that's right. Not today. <laughs> not like this. Not like, not this. like this. How are you doing? Are you good? Yeah, I'm all right. I've cracked on. I've been like park on, on, on college and everything like that. Uh, a lot of uni, a lot of work and everything. I finally locked in one of my units on friday see at the end see in june or july or august whenever i get revealed what my grid is for that and everything but um yeah cool. i was overall happy with what i did and everything it just it was just like i worked pretty much all day on friday and i was just like then i went to bed and i was i don't remember falling asleep all i do is remember wow. is waking up <laughs> yeah. I, I literally pushed it till like 15 minutes before it was meant to closing time so i was like yeah god i'm just looking okay so yeah this word is right okay is this word right is this picture right is this word right uh no i'm not plagiarizing there no uh i'm hyphening this yet yeah. i've got all the documents yet yeah. and it was just like oh and then my brain went in overdrive the last 15 minutes i was thinking i have done this i have done this then i went i literally went back on twice to double check that I did submit properly. And I was like, you are submit. You are submitted. Because if I miss miss, I'm locked at a pass. And I'm just like, no, we are not doing that again. No way. Wow. <laughs> so, we all do that. We all do that. Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, well, no, that's my anxiety going in overdrive. <laughs> and that's so, my potential. Yeah. yeah, with my potential, with my potential having post potentially having ADHD and everything, I can just like that was a full on ADHD anxiety moment. Yay! <laughs> That'll do it. <laughs> yep, that was doing it. Yeah, but no, yeah, yeah. Overall, I'm yeah, I'm happy. I've still got a couple of got one next week as well, so I'll be like incognito out of the way, <laughs> quiet, just doing my work. Nice. Hopefully, not completely incognito. Probably in Oh, damn. Depends on the. Depends on no, the. No, moody for a week. What do I do? 
book someone else. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> I book plenty of people who are. I mean, talk to plenty of people who aren't you. <laughs> <laughs> Ah, uh, yeah, I can't really say I've done much more week off. I do that thing, right, where it's like, because I have a day job, I don't talk about it. Um, but like, time is limited, and then like when I'm doing that, and I play the video games, right, and I like I'm like, play loads of video games. But when I actually have time to do things, I play no games. Like I, <laughs> like I've streamed like a few times this week, but outside of that, didn't didn't touch them. Now, if Elden Ring was out, obviously that'd be a different story, but, you know. <laughs> That's when I lose her myself. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> no Amy for a week. Yeah. Like, oh, right. <laughs> I'm, I'm the same way, but, like, I mean, also with Elden Ring, but also with Horizon. So, like. Yeah. <laughs> that'll do wait. it. Amy doesn't care. It's not that I don't care. <laughs> You don't care. You, do, you saw Elden Ring and you were just so like, good. everything else before Elden Ring is dead to me. That's not yeah. what I said. Stop exaggerating you, you, you what I You may have. You may have. It would have been simple if you just said that. So, all I said was that Elden Ring is the true beginning of 2022 for me. Yeah. I don't think that's... Every other game was dead to I you. I didn't say every other game was dead to me. You didn't have to. I just played the cool plant game. Which you'll I think the review, yeah, yeah the review's out for, on, yeah. on our you'll, YouTube channel. You'll, you'll forget this time tomorrow. I mean, I forget to water my plants all the time, so that's probably accurate. That's true, though, yeah, you do. <laughs> <clears throat> Should we continue with this podcast? Would you say the that was banter. a successful banter? The banter. The banter. Yeah, that's a solid, eh? The show notes mandated banter. It's right there. That's right. <laughs> he says banter. banter do it do it Andrew. now <laughs> don't want to forget you don't want to forget about it but this is the words about games podcast which you can get as a video over on youtube.com slash words about games uk or the audio version on a variety of platforms including apple Podcasts, google Podcasts, spotify anchor and ones i've never heard of there's timestamps in the description wherever you choose to get your podcast so you can See what we talk about, skip around, watch the podcast in any order you want, which is totally fine with us. We don't mind. We're just happy that you're listening. And if you want to hang out with us while we play our games, head over to twitch.tv slash words about games. Uh, Chaos Reigns. I feel like that's the, the only way I could describe it at the moment. The last few streams have been utter carnage. Tim Moody would agree he was there. Say? He was there. And then, I, and then, once I was done with the carnage of our streams, hop on over to twitch.tv slash Joe Medforce, cause absolute carnage in his stream. <laughs> Guys are nutcase, but bless him. <laughs> Fucking Waluigi cover of the thong song. <laughs> oh, Jesus And I was Christ. just texting me going, what have I done? <laughs> <laughs> but it's now, now going to become our theme tune. So yep. fantastic. Yep. Look forward yep. to that in the future. <laughs> <laughs> DMCA, what? Who's that? Is that a band? <laughs> <laughs> Should we get into the news of the week? Yeah. Yeah, let's do it. Like, we started doing this thing where we split the podcast into two parts with a break in between where we talk about a cool indie game. And I've got the entire first part <clears throat> dedicated to a single news story, which is Sony is buying Bungie for $3.6 billion. I have four news stories. I'm going to read them. 
one and then we'll chat and then another one and then we'll chat. This is the main story, which is from Brandon Sinclair over at GamesIndustry.biz. He writes, Sony Interactive Entertainment today announced a deal acquiring Bungie for $3.6 billion, the latest in a string of big-ticket consolidation deals in the games industry. After the deal clauses, Bungie will be, quote, an independent subsidiary, end quote, of SIE, run by a board of directors consisting of current CEO and chairman Pete Parsons and the rest of the studio's current management team. Sony has said Bungie will remain a multi-platform studio with the option, quote, to self-publish and reach players wherever they choose to play, end quote. Now my voice goes terrible, Master. <clears throat> I've been betrayed. You got this. You got I've this. I've been betrayed. <laughs> Damn it. <laughs> ah, where was I? Uh, at present, the studio is working on maintaining Destiny 2, expanding the Destiny franchise, and working on new IP. Quote, both Bungie and SIE believe that game worlds are only the beginning of what our IP will become, Parsons said. Our original universes have immense potential, and with SIE's support, we will propel Bungie into becoming a global multimedia entertainment company dedicated to delivering on our creative vision, end quote. Bungie bought PlayStation. Uh, Bungie bought that, that, would, that would be wild. Would PlayStation be wild. <laughs> bought Bungie. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Whoa! It still sounds nuts. It's only been kind of a week. Yeah, <laughs> and this news is weird, man. Like, shoot! <laughs> Slow down. It's February, everybody. <laughs> yeah, man. What just a little. Hell? I think everyone said that when this was announced. Like, yeah, like we all said that. Just all that we went out. It's not even. It's just Feb, guys. Like, yeah, legit. Piss off. <laughs> piss yourself. We got another 11 months to go. We kind of want to breathe. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It, like, because, I mean, there's just so many implications, which we'll, of course, get into. But, like, you know, the, the whole thing is PlayStation bought the makers of Halo. I know. <laughs> or the former makers of Halo. The creators. The former makers. The creators. Xbox bought Crash and Spyro. <laughs> the world just doesn't make sense. We're in a topsy-turvy world. My mother's screaming about it right now. Um, you know, it's just that? nothing makes sense. Nothing makes sense anymore. Um, and this move is really big if if you're Sony. But my initial my initial thing is, like, this isn't, like, on the level of you know, Xbox buying Activision. Of course not. This is not equal to, this is not a reaction of, but what it is is just a sign of the times that anything is really possible. Where we're walking into uncharted territories um, in the in the next coming weeks and months. Um, even year. So oh, big style. It's, yeah, yeah, it's yeah no doubt about it. Yeah. Um, I think this, um, I'll quote from this one from the Washington Post gaming YouTube channel. They put out, they straight, they obviously did a podcast for this, and their little tagline is Goodbye, console wars. Hello, the consolidation wars. And this yeah. basically is what this is now becoming. And I think that's a perfect tagline. Go and give them the love and everything like that. They're the ones who brought up the line and everything, but it basically is what it is. Like, we saw yeah. this, like, in in I was just causing my background. I think with my former U channel from films we saw that with Disney. Disney gobbled up four small companies and then gobbled up a big ass publisher in 20th Century Fox. 
and my Activision, not Activision, Microsoft have been doing it. Small, small incremental ones, but then they did Bethesda last year or two years ago, was not yeah last year, and everyone was like, "Oh my god, they just bought an E3 spot." With Activision, they literally bought an entire, the biggest IP in the world when it came to that. And Microsoft, but uh, when it comes to PlayStation, they've bought arguably the second, if not toe-to-toe best shooting company out there who puts yeah. out a first-person shooter. The only other ones that goes toe-to-toe with is, is a Call of Duty, which obviously outsells them and everything like that. But they've done a... It's a cracking piece of business because they've had a great relationship with them since the PlayStation 4 era. Like they've really come close to close together. It's really I'm really interested in one part as uh, like last year I'm pretty sure we all were talked about or reported. Microsoft talked about buying Bungie. Like they even had conversations and apparently the price was too big for Microsoft. They didn't think it was well worth the price and I think I'm curious is I'm guessing I'm only literally guessing I'm speaking out my ass yeah. here, but I'm guessing the price is bigger than what Sony have paid for. So or smaller maybe and Sony yeah. maybe you've overbought here. They definitely did. Yeah. yeah. So I was actually I was listening to to Jeff Grubb, um, and from what he took from it was, the, of course, you know, mergers and acquisitions. Those talks are always happening within companies, and of course that was happening with Bungie as well. The whole like, oh, we're independent, we're gonna stay that way. That's just that's that was never in the cards. Um, I think what happened was Sony walked up to Bungie and said, okay, I know you're talking to X, Y, and Z. What's the price that you want right here, right now to end all those negotiations. And they named the price and that's what the price was. Uh, because yeah. yeah, because they unlock a whole lot of opportunity, opportunity for not just PlayStation, but Sony as a company overall. Um, a lot of opportunity for growth, and when you know, growth means aka some some, some cheddar cheese, some of that money, <laughs> yeah, and um, capitalism. <laughs> it sometimes works, <laughs> but most of the time, not in our favor. But like, so here, it's it it, it really is Bungie saying, or 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 or, or Bungie needing a, a few things, and Sony needing a lot of things, and Sony looking at the future understands consolidation is in its way so they need to make some apex legends they need to make some fortnites oh that's a good segue into the next part of the news but might as well get into it now sony with bungie's help to launch more than 10 live service games by 2026 this is from michael mcguerter over at polygon um and i just pulled some quotes both i just pulled quotes mostly not the story uh, quote, this is Sony Executive Deputy... Whoop, I pushed the button. Sony Executive Deputy President and CFO Hiroki Totoki uh, in an investor presentation on Wednesday, he said, quote, the strategic significance of this acquisition lies not only in obtaining the highly successful Destiny franchise, as well as major new IP that Bungie is currently developing, but also in incorporating into the Sony group the expertise and technologies that Bungie has developed in the live game service space. We intend to utilize those strengths when developing game IP at PlayStation Studios as we expand into the live game services area. 
Through close collaboration between uh, Bungie and PlayStation Studios, we aim to launch more than 10 live service games by the fiscal year ending March 31st, 2026, end quote. And then Jim Ryan said to GamesIndustry.biz, quote, The way people play games has changed a lot over the last few years. We've created some wonderful properties over the course of the last 25 years with characters that people love and resonate the world over. Offering the opportunity to enjoy those experiences in a completely different way is something that we are very excited about. Can't go anywhere in any details today, but we have a really amazing roadmap on how to do that, end quote. Got a war MMO, baby. <laughs> Let's go. go. Um, I'll, say, I'll say this. Yeah. Sorry for putting in there, Joe. Um, oh, I think on. this was the divide between Jim Ryan and the former CEO who left. And like, yeah. we obviously, they were nothing, nothing's ever come out about it. And I don't know if we'll ever really hear anything about why. Uh, what was his name? I can't remember his name. Sean Layden. Sean Layden. Yeah. Sean Layden, thank you very much. Why he left it, I think. And he'll, I don't think he'll ever say anything bad about Sony whatsoever. Um, he'll have his opinions and everything like about certain things. But yeah, I think this was literally it. It was, I think this is one of the main things was like James said, live services, money, all this, same thing. He probably, maybe Sean Layden wanted to stay safe to the part of that. We are throwing out some of the biggest and best exclusive story based IPs out there, and everybody's gobbling them up and loving them. I think we can push that even harder. And Jim Ryden went out in the end of the day because the dollar, the dollar for just live services is is massive. It really is. Like, like what what can like, be massive? Apex brings 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 in from uh, Apex. Like was it a billion dollars or even more? Yep. I think. Like it's a lot of money out there, and like ten. When I heard ten, I was thinking, "Oh my god, what the hell?" Ten is a lot, right? Like, yeah. What what I will say to that is, it can be a lot. It can bring in a lot of money. It can also not bring in a lot of money. Looking at you, destruction all stars. (laughs) Looking at the one with uh, Ubisoft that just cancelled, Hyperspace. Hyperscape. Uh, Hyperscape. Yeah. Yeah, that one fell flat on its face, and like yeah it could literally fall flat in the face they need to find the right hook and there's no doubt about it yeah so i i think i think uh destruction all-stars is the reason why this deal exists they can't do it by themselves you know it's kind of what that quote says it's like you know we're really good at making first party games or, or single player games we 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 can't do multiplayer and this deal lends Destin or Bungie's expertise in that arena over here and not just in that arena, but in shooters in general as well. So, you know, if, if you're bringing in the destiny tech along with the Bungie know-how you're going to have a really, really good, a, 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 a really good chance at some success here. Now is every game that they're going to be releasing going to be a success? No, every game going to be a long term success. No. Are some of these games going to be major hits? They could be. And so when if you match up like an incredible studio like Santa Monica, and I, I mean, you just take a look at what, what they're doing off the bat. I, I, I said this on the trophy room and I'll repeat it here. You know, rumor has it Insomniac's working on a multiplayer Marvel game. Uh, you got Naughty Dog working on factions. You got Sucker Punch probably working on a Ghost of Tsushima multiplayer. Um, you got London Studio, Fire Sprite. Um, did I say Santa Monica? If say not, it again. Santa Monica. This is a good studio. I say it twice. Yeah. 
Yeah. So you got you got five or six studios that have made teams within those studios to focus on solely multiplayer experiences, coupled with the fact that you have outside parties like Deviation, uh, like Haven, Firewalk, also making multiplayer experiences. They know not all of these are going to hit, but they are kind of, in a sense, throwing darts at a dartboard. At the same exact time, now they could be more concise with that buckshot because they have Bungie coming in here going, so this is the tools and this is the systems and here's all the things that we do to implement uh, and, and to have Destiny be a success. And here you can have it in your game. So then the only thing you have to really worry about is having that compelling game to game, you know, um, multiplayer experience. So a moment to moment. So I think this this move is is a big deal that gets overshadowed by by the number. I, I I think nothing changes within like you know Neil Druckmann's still making probably The Last of Us Part Three, you know stuff right, like right. that. So I I yeah I, I think I get it. The number's scary, but it, this is actually pretty damn exciting. I kind of agree with that. Like <clears throat> the number is like a lot of people are focused on the number, like rather than the actual everything else like so there was this sitcom i used to watch uh, called happy endings where there was like they told they put jokes on the screen so fast that if one yeah. missed the next one came along so quickly that you forget about the one that you didn't laugh at and like it's kind of a similar concept where it's like there's going to be live service games coming out of playstation studios if everything goes to plan so fast that if like one misses it's cool there's another one and maybe that's the one you'll download you'll play it hits boom you've got a a live service obsession like we've, we've we had with apex in 2020 yeah. when we were both on lockdown and we played apex for not for like six months uh <laughs> non-stop much, yeah. yeah like xbox is employing a similar strategy in a different way with game pass where it's just like they're gearing up they've got all these studios now and they're gearing up to try and have like constant game pass releases from their own game studios so that if you download like, like last year, if you download Forza Horizon 5 and you, it wasn't for you, it's cool because Halo Infinite's like less than a month away. So like the yeah. idea behind it is to just always have something just on the horizon so that if something misses, the next one isn't that far away. Yeah. So the number doesn't is kind of doesn't mean too much. The number's cool because it means 10 different experiences, like 10 different yeah. types of games. Like, there's a far bigger chance that I'm going to like one of those games than if they were releasing, like, two of them. And not everyone's going to be a Battle Royale. So, like, for example, what we could kind of gleam from this is, like, Xbox has, in terms of live service games, just off the top of my head, you know, they got Gears 5, State of Decay, uh, Sea of Thieves, Halo Infinite, uh, Forza Horizon. Th their portfolio is diverse, but while at the same time having that multiplayer lean as well. Um, and that doesn't take away from those games' experiences. In fact, it probably enhances some of them as well. So to me, it, this is this is PlayStation looking into the future in a really unique way of like, we know we're still the market leader and we could still be the market leader, but we just have to do a few things because obviously Call of Duty it may be gone from us. Who knows what's going to happen to Take-Two? Who knows what's going to become of EA? So we have to be proactive 
before these studios get gobbled up to do our own thing and to make sure that these things are successes for us and keeping the ecosystem, uh, you know, happy and engaged more than anything. Yeah. Well, they're also, they're not necessarily competing, like even with these live service games, they're not necessarily competing with uh, Xboxes, even live service games. What they're trying to compete with is Game Pass. Um, and they yeah. can't make their own because they're not they're not Microsoft. They don't own the operating system that powers all of the computers in the world. They can't afford <laughs> they can't afford to lose millions and millions of dollars on on yeah. their own Game Pass competitor. So they've got to do it in a different way. Yeah, and this is them doing it. In, great point, Amy, because this is them doing it in their own unique way. They know they have time. Like you know, when PlayStation uh, after the Activision deal is like, so Xbox, you still gonna honor all those? Uh, you gonna honor all those contracts? You know, you, you hey, dorks. Hey, Joe, uh, uh, hey, geez, uh, Spartacus is not gonna be this day one competitor to Game Pass. They're all about s- slow burn, sl- like you know, s- supporting that slow growth with the games that we know that we love from them while they improve upon this service while the service grows itself. So it's, it's not like they have the ability to throw a whole bunch of money in a furnace like Xbox has Yeah, and said, this is a huge bet and we're going to see if we can, if, if, if this can succeed, PlayStation has to know that this is a shared fire thing. That's going to give them money and give them money immediately. So really they're taking a look at their services and going, okay, so this is our bread and butter. How do we work on this while selling our hardware and support this for the day that this does become the thing? Yeah. You know, it's like, this is our bread and butter. Now we need to go and find some peanut butter and jelly. Oh, I like that. Now. I Americanized yeah. that just for you, Joseph. Yeah. Well, what would be the British equivalent? Uh, Nutella and raisins. <laughs> Hopelessness Nailed and despair. Oh, uh, <laughs> right, right. Pretty much right now, yeah. yeah. No, I think what you're sort of saying is literally spot on. I heard like, that's uh, Boris's favorite meal. <laughs> uh, sorry. Boris's, Boris's, Boris's favorite meal is, uh, is beer while he's fucking working, apparently. Yeah. Sorry, Moody. Go ahead. You completely made me lose my train of thought there. I heard been, Boris, my brain just went. It's been a while stop, since, stop, since stop. I've done that to you. <laughs> yeah, no, um, no um, yeah, I think you're all saying pretty much spot on things. Like a lot of like the PlayStation exclusives, like single player games, are literally just single player games. They don't have like a an online thing when it comes to it. The first one that really comes to mind of my top is like obviously like Last of Us when it comes to factions and like Uncharted's like multiplayer, which I heard. Heard great, great, great things about. Well, my friend's Killzone isn't alive anymore, so I don't I really care. Honestly, that's why I never. That's why I never mentioned it when it came to it. But no, yeah. But bringing, but bringing in Bungie, like one of the A, top A teams out there when it comes to a multiplayer platform type of thing. Even though like the ecosystem, like you and me, Amy tried to go back into Destiny, it was oh, like, Jesus. what the hell? This ain't like riding a bike. No, it's not. <laughs> I'm going through. I'm literally crawling over a freaking mountain to get to that freaking bike. But I will hear. No, uh, but, yeah, Bungie are an incredible developer. And it's, uh, and uh, this obviously just came out of nowhere. And I was really like, whatever happens, this is, it's going to be fair. I'm interested to see what's, what's going to happen with the industry because like, 
I won't say anymore because we're going to get to another story soon, which I'll add to it. So yeah, you continue. Uh, yeah, I will. Yeah, because I'm I'm holding back because I know there's yeah. more stories. Um, yeah, yeah. I've just got a short one here because I just wanted to point it out. Um, after a point I made when we did the Activision stuff. Uh, Sony plans to spend $1.2 billion on Bungie staff retention. This is from Rhiannon Beaven over at The Gamer. He writes, Sony suggests <coughs> that Bungie staff shouldn't expect to be hit with a mass layoff anytime soon as it set aside plans to retain staff for years after the acquisition. One third of the $3.6 billion spent on the Destiny developer will go towards incentivizing staff to stay on board following the deal, indicating that Sony is happy with the way the company is run as it is. This comes from Sony's most recent earnings report shared with the public shared with the public last week. It's only a brief mention, so it's unknown what staff exactly will benefit from this arrangement. It'll be the it'll be the the executives probably. Yeah. However, we do know that it will see one point two billion dollars go towards keeping Bungie staff in work, decreasing the chances of a major shakeup at the expense of the developers. So like, yeah, this has been this was like the the drum I was banging uh, when we did yeah. the Activision Blizzard thing with uh, with Joe Medforth, where I was just like, I don't give a shit what games come to Xbox exclusively. I just want to make sure that the people who work there are going to be okay. Um, yeah. Well, at the end of the day, when it comes to that deal, there are going to be layoffs. So it is one of those things when it comes to any buyout merger whatsoever. It it I hate that it happens. Uh, this type of thing sounds great though. At the same time, but you are right. What you said though, Amy. Like it will probably go to a lot of it will go to the execs of Bungie and everything like in the CEOs and whatnot. But hopefully enough it can get spread down to the developers, the you know, the people who make your goddamn games, everybody. Um will get enough to what's enough incentive for them to stay and everything. Yeah. I mean you gotta see I mean, look, the janitor ain't getting a million bucks. He's <laughs> on a show, someone said that. He ain't getting Brilliant. 100K. He ain't getting 100K. Um, that shit's just like a trickle down. It's, you, you know, I mean, why work <laughs> if you're a developer, if you just got a million bucks? I know I see fucking would. <laughs> exactly. That's true, um, this is pretty standard course, and this is going to probably just incentivize the execs here not to leave and for them to stay on board uh and to stay the course and to stay with sony um very very interesting it seems very interesting but on the outset this is pretty standard but i wonder how long those people have to stay there to get that money and how many of them stay after they get the money yeah, I don't think there'll be a term attached to it where it's like, oh, we'll give you 50 quid and a PB&J sandwich, but you have to stay for two years yeah. before we'll give it to you, that kind of thing. Absolutely. That, that's absolutely the case. Yeah. Um, but yeah, like I said, like I said, uh, two, was it only two weeks ago? Was it three weeks ago? Was it not one, not one, two weeks or four. ago? Or four. An indetermined period of time ago, like I'm, I'm, I'm more, I'm concerned for the, the well-being of the staff in this as opposed to anything else. And yeah, yeah, you're right. <laughs> staff will lose their jobs. There'll be shakeups. This is how mergers work. Capitalism is the worst. Speaking of all that shit, let's do the last bit. Jim Ryan says that Sony isn't done buying studios. This is from Justin Reeve over at The Gamer. He writes, Chief Executive Officer of Sony, Jim Ryan, said, quote, we should expect more, end quote, studio acquisitions over the course of the next few years. 
The news came from an interview with Ryan and Chief Executive Officer of Bungie, Pete Parsons, by Christopher Dring. The journalist noted that Sony has, quote, many more moves to make, end quote, before, taking, before talking about how the company plans to expand its live service games outside its, quote, historic console heartland, end quote. Hmm. Quote, I've been on record talking about increasing the size of the PlayStation community, Ryan said. We're starting to go on multi-platform. You've seen that. We have an aggressive roadmap with live services and the opportunity to work with and particularly learn from the brilliant and talented people from Bungie, end quote. Ryan went on to say that purchasing Bungie is going to, quote, considerably accelerate the journey we find ourselves on, end quote. Parsons added that Bungie plans to work on, quote, more than destiny, end quote. As for the recent allegations of workplace toxicity at Bungie, Ryan wasn't even willing to mince words. Quote, we hold ourselves to extremely high standards throughout the organization and with businesses that we partner. <laughs> You're right. This is something that I have been incredibly sensitive to right from the start of the conversation. I have been nothing but impressed and I have nothing but the highest praise for the way that Bungie organizes and conducts itself. There are a number of areas that Sony could learn from Bungie. <laughs> Philanthropy is a cornerstone value and I think that speaks to everything. End quote. We're going to buy more studios. What the hell does that mean? I don't know. <laughs> so, all right. So let's let's get some some of the craziness out there. Uh, not EA. <laughs> EA's come out and they said, uh, bitch, we too expensive. <laughs> With a stick, and Disney will like, buy get, them. Get back. No, get back. <laughs> get back. <laughs> I'm saying this right now. Disney will buy EA. Yeah, probably. Um, well, I mean, it depends with that new CEO. But I would hate that. Uh, I would hate that too. I agree with you. I would hate that as yeah. well. But, uh, you know, because there's again, I've been pimping out this podcast, Sway, uh, indie podcast by an indie uh, publication known as the New York Times, l- legitimately interviewed the uh, ex CEO of of Disney about Bob Iger. yeah Bob Iger about that, and he's just like, yeah, we you know we heard about it, um, you know, during my tenure, we weren't interested in yeah. it. We had that. We had that. We had that conversation with ourselves. He was I ne- think Iger was never interested in video games whatsoever. Yeah, and so and, and honestly, if like, it's not Disney. It's definitely Amazon and Apple. So like, let's get that one off <clears throat> off the bat. It's definitely Amazon. It's definitely Apple. Apple has been teeing up. Uh, and trying to buy out engineers from under Xbox and Microsoft and anybody that's willing to uh, make a console. So Apple is into this idea. Uh, Amazon, they're toying with the idea. Both of them are toying with the idea because it's an expensive and big risk. And with uh, you know Xbox's recent move, they literally said, hey, if you want to be in this space, it is $80 billion to just enter let not yeah. not even not even just to enter that is the finder's fee so ea is a company that i don't think aligns well with disney they haven't worked together well in the past but you're right anything could happen didn't work well with Iger. this is a different yeah. ceo that's the thing about it and he True. i think he wants to make some uh he wants to put his foot down yeah oh uh, you you think this is what he wants to Iger's he, he, gone it yeah. all depends on the new, the new uh, bo- uh, chairman of the board if she's a pushover. Yeah. yeah. So uh, that said, EA they said they're not in the they they publicly said they're not in the room they're not in the business of of being acquired they're in the business of acquisitions they want to purchase some shit. Um, 
then eventually killed. shut up. We haven't killed the studio for a shut while. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> As they're brandishing their knife. <laughs> it's, it's like that, that New Wilson. York meme. <laughs> exactly. Um, you know, 2K. <laughs> I think 2K is, is one that is up for discussion. Um, they just bought Zynga. And now they're hilariously worth a whole lot of money. We got to see what's in Sony's war chest. And when we peer into it, you know, rumor is it was around 17 billion. Um, And with this deal now it goes down considerably and probably has gone down maybe even a little bit more with, you know, them having to expand their own studios. So, you know, they, they, they don't have, 70 billion dollars worth of damage that they can do but they can do some damage and if i am sony i am looking at companies that are in trouble companies that we've worked well with in the past companies that are big into transmedia i've been pushing this beat all week it's about transmedia and trans folk that's right that's right um it's it's about media that extends just past games this bungee deal is huge for playstation because playstation legitimately thinks or for sony they legitimately think they have the next star wars and a lot of people like i i saw some people uh friend of the show travis say i don't think that it is it i don't think that's the right play i don't think sony can do it i would argue by saying and moody this is where you could call my bullshit sony yes has a mixed track record when it comes to putting out movies there are either some hits or there's some misses mm-hmm. but i yeah. think their track record if i'm looking at bungie they're going well if we're in charge of this if we're truly in charge of the the creative aspect of it and it seems like they are because they literally just hired a, a person of uh for for the lead transmedia uh, uh team who is from riot coming over and they're just like off the back of arcane (laughs) exactly coming off the back of arcane looking at the the witcher as a great example of how how to make a good video game or you know transmedia property this is a really good thing for sony to say you know what we got this ip that will just get people through the door like this is this is this is a good move for us so if i am sony i am taking a look at all these things and if i'm jim ryan i am making a case for sony to give me more money i'm looking for i if i'm jim ryan you go listen microsoft just took our thing that is call of duty we need to fight back with in a big way could you please give us an extension on our allowance and in doing so i'm going to make sure that you get some ip that are going to get people in some theaters Please, sir, can't I have Please, some more sir. money? <laughs> <laughs> so uh, that's an interesting point you made about Destiny being like Star Wars because I never thought of it like that. Like, obviously, I know they're making, they're going to make movies or TV shows or whatever out yeah. of it because they said they would. But like, actually, that's a really good point. Death, <clears throat> as, as somebody who has played Destiny One, Destiny Two, bunch of the expansions, yeah. Destiny's narrative—it's not great. But it's law and it's setting and it's universe. Like if you give that to a to a talented writer or a talented team of writers, 
you could have something on your hands there. Yeah. You can make a story within that universe and make it connect. And there are so much, so many Easter eggs that you could pour into that movie or TV show or whatever to make that thing stick. Look, I'm going to argue something. I'm going to get really fucking crazy. The Mandalorian is, is the best Star Wars. It's fucking excellent. It understands the, exi- the, 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 the assignment. It, it is so great. It's so magical. That is just a character within a broader universe. If you got a Cage show, if you got a Zavala show, if you got a movie that is about bringing these people together, um, that's cool as shit. You know, I, I, I like, like you get James Gunn on there and you kill these <laughs> guardians with some pizzazz and some style. They come back to life. That's awesome. Let's do that. Let's, let's, let's get weird with it. So again, going back to the transmedia thing, IP matters. Studios matter. Now, again, there, there has been the rumor for a very long time that, you know, PlayStation is in the in the acquisition ring. They are in the mood for a developer and they are in the mood for a publisher. And if you're looking at Spartacus, you need content that's not just your own. I think they looked at Microsoft. They're like, oh, that's what you guys are talking. OK, we need to do something similar. So to me, I think the companies that are in Sony's price range, uh, publishers wise, that they want to narrow down on is anywhere between Ubisoft that has cultural problems, as we know. Um, You have uh, Capcom, you have Square Enix, and two out of three of those you have deep relationships with. Um, If you see Tencent coming in and encroaching in in the Japanese space, um, my leaning is towards... (sighs) What does Capcom and Square Enix give you? Because I'm not really fucking with Ubisoft. And so that's where my leaning is, is if PlayStation is about, I think this maneuver is about PlayStation locking down a relationship that they're they're afraid that they could lose. And if I'm Sony, I panic a little bit at Capcom and I panic a little bit at Square just because the relationship between you and Square Enix is so great and you're so tied to each other, it makes sense that maybe you're like, hey, you know what? Let's just bring it bring it on in. You and your NFT boys, come on in. Let's go. Or if you're looking at Capcom going, holy shit, this is a publisher on the rise. Let's capitalize on this and, and let's take them aboard. Um, and, and I need to put a asterisk on this. Those publishers, fingers crossed, remain multi-platform. That statement from Jim Ryan says a lot of things way more fucking clearly than Phil Spencer ever has. You've seen that we're going multi-platform. We're accelerating that. That means we're taking something else and hopefully, fingers crossed, that is... The publisher will remain multi-plat because I don't want any more of this. All right, yeah. I, before I ran right. over it, that was my TED talk. Before <laughs> I add on to that, I want to preface. I just want to preface it with the same things I've been saying when we've been talking about acquisitions for ages, which I hate them. <laughs> like for so many reasons, like they generally tend to erode workers' rights, workplace, the 
standards. That's the word I'm looking for. Yeah. Um, and they're generally not good for competition, which means you generally get worse products. But that being said, let's play the fun guessing game and say, if you want IPs, Sony, Konami has a bunch, and they don't do anything with them. There's so many good ones. Go get those. <laughs> just, just somebody rescue them, please. <laughs> I don't know about Konami. They, uh, they can keep the company with their pachinko machines and all that other bollocks, but just please. Suddenly, it's like okay, we got these IP, but who the fuck is using them? Like how do like? I don't want Santa Monica to stop and make a Castlevania game. I want to see them continue to do that. What's that? That would be a badass Castlevania game. Wouldn't be dope, actually, now that I say it. Just go and get some developers. (laughs) I mean... Yes, that's so easy. Possibly. Yeah, right? Yeah, you just Um, take the the Castlevania license. It's not that easy. You take the Castlevania license, you look around, and you go, hey, does any of our independent studio partners want to make a cool Castlevania game? (laughs) I'm not saying you have to buy the developers to make the the game. I think in this, yeah, I think in this landscape, you do. I think, yeah. I think this is such a seller's market right now, where you're going to see. I think like like Microsoft is not done. I don't think Sony's done. Of um, I, I I I think you're going to see a lot of prominent studios that we know or love and brand names or, or rising stars being scooped right up right now. Um, I think. It's gonna be Go it's gonna be crazy. It's gonna be very interesting. Like I wanted to try and get back to it just a little bit because I had some thoughts on yeah. like what you're saying about transmedia and all that. I think this year when it comes to Sony, just for like its entertainment platform, it's gonna be very interesting. They're obviously very high and very hopeful on Uncharted, which is coming out yeah. shortly. And they're very just from the just the the glimpses of what we see from the okay. last of us that could be oh, one of the best great. hbo pl- things since chernobyl it looks incredible yeah. just from what we've seen it looks like they've got the feel for that which is really really canny and whatever they've seen of that they're obviously excited and whatever they've seen of it so far they're literally like we've got something here let's get some ips and like going all in it and if we can get and what you're saying i think is with bungie i think yeah they when it comes to like do they have the next Star Wars? Yeah, I think that's potentially what you're looking at. I think that's I think that's the high ball, the, the 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 second high ball right now because Star Wars sadly has been eclipsed by the MCU. The MCU is the yeah. top thing. There's no doubt about it. Yeah, um, yeah, people may not like it, but it's still the top thing out there. It's still the best selling. And thing the out there. people that don't like it have no fucking taste. I'll say it. <laughs> don't look at me like that moody i never said i didn't like it <laughs> didn't say anything, though, did i you? saw the look i saw the look <laughs> never said i didn't like it okay um, but no um yeah it's gonna be very interesting to see what happens with this i think the number the ones you've shouted out joe i think like i've spouted myself i've said square enix i think is just ripe for them They've had a relationship since they bloody started, for God's sakes, when PlayStation started. Um, I'm amazed, for the longest time, I'm actually amazed they've never actually joined together or been bought or whatever for the longest time. So for me, Square Enix is like ripe for them. Um, I wouldn't touch Ubisoft with a garden pole, for God's sakes. I wouldn't touch them with the most sanitized thing in the planet i wouldn't touch the bloody company whatsoever um capcom i think is a good good shout shout as well for me i have this feeling they're going for from from software (laughs) 
I think they're going for them. This I is think what it's going to take software, for me to get I think, Bring I think for, them yes. home. Yes. I'm saying that now. I'm saying yes to you that think, right you now. You think they're going to buy the parent company of From Software, Kotakawa Incorporated? Sounds yeah, whatever sounds the number is. Dope. Yeah. Um, yeah. And then that's that's the play? Because they missed out when they... When it came to Demon Souls, when it came to Demon Souls, and like locking down Dark Souls as an exclusive, they knew that. They went, "Oh shit, we lost oh, something we there," and up. I think they want to eat that right up. That was what Blood, uh, that's why they, Bloodborne happened. Yeah, and they want to, and they, and the Bloodborne was, was an, a fantastic, amazing success for them. And I think that, and I think, um, from software saw what PlayStation and did with Demon Souls, where. It, they took one of our games, even though they owned the IP, and they didn't just nail it. They mm-hmm. um, fucking cradled yeah. it. They held it so comfortably and and would would cherished it incredibly well and did an amazing remake. Um, I think Leaf saw that, and I, for me, I just have this feeling they're going for From Software. Well, okay. if they're in the mood for a publisher <clears throat> and a developer, From Software and Square Enix is like, you know. That fits the bill. Right there. The thing is, for me, yeah. <laughs> the thing with Square Enix is, like, is it going to happen? I don't fucking know. Like, Moody, you brought you brought it up a lot, and I just keep going. I oh, have, yeah, I um, have, yeah. But like, Square Enix like fills that role of transmedia, right? That felt weird for me to say. Square Enix fills that role of transmedia, where it's like Square Enix also makes anime. Like, yeah. <laughs> I see it all the time at the end of yeah. all the animes yeah. I'm watching was made by Square Enix. <clears throat> um, they yeah. have the the properties in terms of both anime and video games to turn then turn into things like the final fantasy for folks can you imagine what you could do with final fantasy and just outside of video just outside of video games <laughs> and just shout on to the anime thing they sony own Crunchyroll. they own funimation the biggest <laughs> anime platforms in the world <laughs> like anime is incredibly popular like it's not i don't think a lot of people realize how many people subscribe to Crunchyroll. like <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> So okay, uh, I, I like we talk about. I just feel you were doing Zamo. numbers, weren't you? Yeah, you were checking. I was. Something. I was looking. I was crunching I the numbers. Look, I was yeah. doing the math. <laughs> so Kodakawa is worth a, a stupid amount of yen. <laughs> I can't even say because I know it's like quadrillion. Um, <laughs> but in U.S. dollars, that's what I can understand. Uh, the conversion rate is two point three billion dollars for Kodakawa. Um. Uh, no, I don't think this is it. I don't think this is play for what for one developer. I, I mean, and again, I love from. They just bought one developer in Bungie. But like, but like, what what are they? So like, the the question is like, what are they buying from Bungie? Right? They're buy. Of course, they're buying the team. Of course, they're buying the IP. But more than that, they're buying the tools, the programs, the expertise, the teams that know how to make multiplayer games oh i agree yeah so like what does from software give us other than just i mean trust me i'm i'm there that's it there you sold there that's all (laughs) we sold my argument wins (laughs) all right fair enough i i I think i I would first off i'd fucking hate it because i want from software to be from keep on doing what you're doing everybody should be playing those games um but chances, I'm, I'm, I mean, Square makes sense if they're just like, hey, we've been, come on, we've been seeing each other for a minute. 
you know, let's make this official, baby. I think Square Enix makes makes more sense because they have just as a complete noob and outsider looking in IP that you can very that modern folk like me who aren't even into the scene. I know what a, the, a Final Fantasy is. I know, you know, I know what that's all about. I know a Final Fantasy 14. One of the fastest growing um, MMOs in the world. Bam. So I'm, I'm taking a look at them going, listen, we partner up with each other so much. Why don't we just put a fucking ring on this? And then just like, would you like to form an alliance? Or would you like to be bought out by Tunset? I wouldn't. Come would on over. Would you like over. to form an alliance with me? <laughs> but then like the question is like, what does Square get from it? Again, like we, we always talk what what does PlayStation or Microsoft get? What does actually Square get that they can't have other than a boat load of money? I was gonna say money. <laughs> yeah. That their executives and their their chief executives and the people who run the company will get a fucking shitload of cash. The thing is I'll say right now bigger bigger expansions for anime in itself. Like they own country role and Funimation. The, the potential P- potential more chances to actually turn their f- products into a film because Sony is obviously not just a, 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 a is a film studio as well. They, mm. That's the thing about it. Like just they, Square Enix literally is for me is the bungee. What they've just just what you've just touted with. They're getting it not just for all these things. That's what Square Enix would get the same for it. Yeah. I think that they like for me as like put a ring on it <laughs> put a ring on it. like they're the ones for the long time amy's like said it already i think she's sick of me saying it um <laughs> that they're the ones that i think are the right ones if it's not them it's capcom yeah i think it's capcom but i don't know i like <laughs> again I, I i do think there's there's a there's a I think there is something to gain with Capcom and Square Enix. I think, and I'm going to, I am so sorry, all my Sonic fans. There's almost nothing to gain from Sega. <clears throat> I wouldn't want it. <laughs> you I said last Atlas, week. So I, but, but, no, I said that last week. I said, I didn't say it by Atlas, but I said, lock Persona sequels down like as exclusives for the next 20 years like persona 6 persona 7 persona 8 9 and 10 lock those down as ex- only exclusives for playstation worth of persona games. yeah <laughs> yeah and that's probably like the thing that like i mean I, I i definitely think that microsoft will make a play for a japanese publisher they're crazy enough to do it um and i think it does make sense for them to knock on Sega's door, but like then it comes into the play of well, they already have all these contractual obligations to either Nintendo or Sony to make these games. Right? So like if I'm Microsoft, it's like, well like, we'll talk, why do I want to buy Square Enix if I'm just gonna be making PlayStation games? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, so like that is a deterrent for sure. And you don't want like some American company buying a Japanese company and then just going and all these agreements, I'm ripping them up. <laughs> all hail America or something. I don't know. That's how we greet each other. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you got it. You got you, you get it. You get it. So, yeah, no, I um, I, I, I definitely think. 
Japan is the thing you're looking towards. I think you want a back catalog. You want assurance on IP. You want to make sure that you're locking down something. Also, if you're PlayStation, it's important. Oh, I'm sorry, Amy. Yes. What if Microsoft rescue Konami's IPs? <laughs> I mean, if if <laughs> so funny, please. please. What the, like, uh, uh, Xbox got more IP than they know what to do with them now, and I still don't know what they're doing over there. You know, so I don't know. Making all the games in the world. Like, Probably. <laughs> that's, not a, that's a great thought. So <laughs> you know, that's not scary one bit. No, not um, at all. No, I'm not terrified. <laughs> No, no, no. I, I want less companies out here. That's what I really want. So, yeah, no, that. And again, I, I preface this by going, my real want is for PlayStation to go up to developers, studios, not publishers, studios, knock on their door and go, hi, what's going on? What's up? It's your boy, Sony PlayStation. How are you doing? to play. Exactly. What are you doing, Supergiant? What are you doing, Remedy? What are you doing, Avalanche? Um, and start scooping up those <clears throat> studios. Start just scooping them up. Uh, and I think you can... There's so much more excitement if, like, Sony went out there and bought five awesome freaking studios and some giant publisher, and then all of a sudden there's an idea, a threat, or a germ of, and you can't play this on Xbox. It sucks. It sucks. It really does. Um, Shit, the best so I, I, I want them. <laughs> I want them to go out there. I want them to buy Remedy. I would love them to go out there and bring from software home. I would I like. Would. I would like. Like that's the thing. Like I, I, I hate the idea of all these companies becoming the video game company. Like, yeah. But at the same time, like there are studios out there, like say, like Remedy and stuff, where it's like I would love for them to just be completely stable. Like in terms yeah. of financial stability and like be able to make the games they want to make. And also, yeah. if Sony bought Silent Hill and Remedy and then they gave the Silent Hill to Remedy, then we could get a Remedy make a Silent Hill game. And that was the idea that I had in my head. And I was like, oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> you know what, Amy? Just for you. <laughs> game, of, game of the century. <laughs> yeah, that would actually be fucking dope because like with good writing, that game's going to be awesome yeah i remedy don't miss and i I generally think they are i think they're the most in line with what sony is about than anyone but they're also working with 505 but we saw with even with bungie you could buy them out of a contract so you know there's a lot you can do there's a lot you can do they're already making crossfires out this week and then they're making like two games with epic um And then it's like, it's just a case of cool, like, come on over here. Here's this Silent Hill IP that I've heard so much about over the past year and a half. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Who knows? The Knight's a puppy. Uh, never heard that one before. <laughs> oh, it's from a podcast. <laughs> it's from a comedy podcast. They're all bullshitting me. That instead of saying the night's young, he says the night's a puppy. It's the about to puppy. turn into a full time or uh, a full on dog or something like that. Oh. I'm an idiot. Let's move on. <laughs> yeah, not an idiot. We're all idiots here, anyway. Um, mm, is it time me. for halftime? Let's do, let's it's do time for halftime. 
Indie Game of the Week, ladies and gentlemen and everyone else. It's time to get into that little bit of time of chill to talk about a video game. Dark Times, Wrath of the Raven is a twin-stick horror shooter where you can use two guns to aim two directional simula simulation simultaneously. Defend this place, uh, Louisiana, I think, uh, with your... Oracle Raven, shoot, dash, stun, bullet time to defeat hordes of monsters. They stole your child. Get him back. Want to, want to play with a friend? Co-op is in the works. Planned for PC in 2022. Developed and published by Flies. Not actual Flies. Not actual Flies. That's what they no, call that's the, that's what they called the studios. <clears throat> yeah, so this was you. You dropped this in Discord. Um... I like the look of I, it. I didn't have anything to do with it. Yeah, it looks looks interesting. Yes. A good old horror twin stick shooter. That's good. I don't mind twin stick shooters. I think if you get it right, it can be one one of the best games of the world. I'm talking to you, true. Rezogun. That's true. <laughs> you're not wrong. You're not wrong. Uh, and you know me, <laughs> I love a good horror vibe. Yeah. Spoops. And now it's time for part two. <gasps> Gasp! It's all good. Last time here. on words about games. <laughs> it's all downhill from here, boys. Oh boy! Oh boy! Oh boy! Oh boy. Uh, union busting staff message from Activision Blizzard released online. <clears throat> this is from Ed Nightingale. Over at Eurogamer, who writes, an internal statement from Activision Blizzard on unionization has been released online, seemingly persuading employees against the practice. From VP of QA Christian Ahrens, the message refers to employees' rights to discuss potential unionization and answer some key questions. The message was said online by former employee and MVP of the internet, Jessica Gonzalez, one of the founding members of the A Better ABK employee group, quote, VP of Q8 Activision just posted this shit in company Slack, lol, end quote, she wrote. Aaron's begins by stressing that the company respects employees' rights to unionize. However, many of the answers he gives to questions relate to the negative impact of unionization for the company. Quote, A union doesn't do anything to help us produce world-class games, and the bargaining process is not typically quick, often reduces flexibility, and can be adversarial and lead to negative publicity. Want any more than you've already got, Activision? <clears throat> Sorry, excuse me. All of this could hurt our ability to continue creating great games. While many union contracts include a just cause provision and a grievance process, this is really just a different way to deal with disciplinary issues, end quote. On comparing bargaining with a union to a direct relationship with the company for individual employees, Aaron's explains that a direct relationship is quicker, whereas in a union, it, quote, often takes months or years to come to a collective bargaining agreement, end quote. I then went on to say, quote, a unionized company cannot act quickly on its own if the union does not agree with its position. In both situations, the company remains free to dis disagree and maintain a different position, end quote. He also mentioned that employees don't have to vote for a union in an election if signed up and encouraged employees to, quote, perform their own research on the union, end quote. Although Aaron's is open to questions from employees, the message was posted in a Slack channel that doesn't allow for replies. Instead, employees reacted with an emote saying, quote, fucking unionize, end quote, in the Blizzard font. Gonzalez's tweet was shared by the Abetter ABK account, although it hasn't responded directly. <laughs> fucking unionize. Gotta love that. We, we are Activision. 
and we've just been bought, but still, we're going to piss you off. <laughs> we're going to we're going to make sure that we are the shittest publisher in the world, right until our I last breath. Suck. <laughs> Can I just point out that like, all that shit that uh, Aaron says in the in the Slack communication? I just need to point out the the two things where he's talking about it. It's much quicker to have a direct relationship with manager in a message where he turned the replies off so nobody could have a direct conversation with him. Yeah. uh, I mean, this is what happens. Uh, You know, look, I've had the opportunity to work in a union. Yes. Are there some bad eggs that take advantage of said union and don't work as great? Yes, absolutely. But on the offs, uh, on that offside, they've also given me time and a half, paid time off, health benefits, have made sure that my well-being is up to date and is good. Um, so I'm pro-union. Glad I'm, I'm very, very much that because I, I know there are people in my family that work for companies that aren't unionized that treat their employees like shit. That forced them to work 12 plus hour shifts that have totally killed their knees, um, you know, and and their livelihood. So when people say like some dumb anti-union shit, it really just comes out of a a point of how propagandists work so well, because they never give a good explanation as to why unions are bad. They just go, oh, just move slow. And like, Eric doesn't work as good as I do. And it's like, yeah, sure. Do you think that maybe the company's pitting you and Eric against each other so that you don't unionize to give a good excuse as to why you shouldn't? Maybe that's the reason. Um, I, 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 I'm all for this. I, uh, you know, for, for the, for the ABK folks, because they are working their asses off to make their situation better. I would also really, and, and I, and I can't stress this enough. I would love to talk to Miss Gonzalez to talk to her about how this acquisition has changed or if it's changed anything with how maybe Activision is trying to expedite the process of of trying to, to bust this union faster because I can guarantee you absolutely Phil Spencer does not want to deal with a unionized blizzard. No, no company does because that is a trickle down effect that's going to go towards the whole industry. And that's go that's going to make more change than any goddamn acquisition we're seeing. So this this note sucks and again no higher up no higher official is going to tell you or or or, or champion uh, the abk folks because if they do they signal that they'll work with you and phil spencer has been very touch and go whether he said he, he would work with the union or not so again that's the reality that's the ceo talk this is yet again activision just sucking just just sucking so that's all i got i'll state this one more time fucking unionized video game industry soon yeah. as you do this the better you are going to be yes i agree with what joseph just said like yeah some unions aren't the greatest or anything like that but it's not about protecting the company it's about protecting the develop the staff and that's all that's important i literally remember a few years ago my my dad he literally his boss fired him for no fucking reason whatsoever my dad luckily enough was a part of a union and the union literally got involved they had a whole fucking trial of unions trial type thing 
where he literally just wrote out everything like this is what happened i haven't done anything wrong the guy tried to keep him came and get him fired in the end dad got his job back and the guy got fired nice yeah. and everything like that because he was literally abusing his powers because my dad literally just called him out on all of his yeah. bullshit and was saying no you we got this contract sorted two weeks later you've ruined it somehow how have you done this and everything like that and it's like unions help that's all that matters and yeah. the whole bullshit of companies just because they just want to stay in control that's all it is these they want to yeah. stay in control they don't want to relieve the the real the the the, you, the 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 wheel basically which is just pathetic at the same time just like What's more important that you? What's more important? Happy staff who will come in and create amazing games for you, being happy, getting being looked after, or do, do your bottom line. The bottom line, as far as these executives. I know are that. Concerned, I know. I know that. The I knew line. that when I said it. <laughs> I know it's the bottom but, line. We all know it's the bottom line. But this is the thing about this is what baffles me even more. We all know. We all know it. If the developers are happy, we know one. We'll get more greater content. We will want to buy it. That means they get their bottom line goes higher. Yeah. Instead of staying like this, it'll go like that. We know this. It's pathetic. They need to stop this. Like unionize for God's sake, unionize. Yeah. Like as soon as I, so, as soon as I find one over here, I'm fucking slapping me in it. I'm jumping in it. I'm literally take me now. <laughs> <laughs> like it, like diving off the the stage at a rock concert, just. Basically, yeah. Like, I'm from the UK. I don't understand how American laws and shit work and whatever. Like, I look at the things you you guys don't get as standard. Um, yeah, it sucks. And, and I am horrified <laughs> by, oh, by yeah, the things yeah. that like, yeah. you guys don't get. Um, but, like, yeah, like, the, the executives, like, we all knew this was coming. We talked about the, the union a couple of weeks ago on the podcast. Yeah. And, and we said, like, they're going to try and bust this union up as best as they can because that's what they do. Like, they don't want to spend the extra money. There's this pe- there's this meme that goes around every now and again. And I'm going to try and I'm gonna try and paraphrase it properly, which is the, the I want uh, I want less games made by it's I can't remember the, the exact quote. Less games made by people who are paid more to work less, or something like that. Yeah, like, no, I think you got it. Yeah, that's that's literally what it, like a union will will help you do. There'll be <clears throat> there'll be no crunch. Like again, yeah, sure, there's bad unions out there, whatever. Okay, totally. But most unions will make sure you get paid properly, you get proper benefits, you don't have to to work enforced overtime. Like there's there'll be no more death march crunches that we've been hearing about like it's literally better for all of the employees to actually do this and like i'm gonna scream and shout about the this this movement as much as i can because i feel like it could be a domino where it's like if the the qa test is at raven former union then maybe the rest of raven is like well wait a minute these guys have got a got a union and they're like they're in a much better position now why don't we get a union and then like the dominoes start falling and then once microsoft ac- acquires activision blizzard all of the other microsoft studios might be like well hang on a minute <laughs> these guys are in a union and they're in a much better time of it maybe we should do that and then so on and so forth and that's where i want the games industry to be as a whole that's where i want the world to be as a whole <laughs> if i'm being completely honest yeah, yeah. It, the, what the worst worst comes the worst games g- games will come out as fast as you like them to be which will be nice. best case scenario is people people are able to 
live healthy and great lives. Oh no, I'll take, we're I'll take actually that. able to savor the taste of a game. I was going to say, so oh no, smash through a game as fast <laughs> as you can to try and get onto the next thing. Games like, coming out slower? I, yeah. Oh no, that would be terrible. Yeah. I might be able to actually yeah. enjoy games again. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Not think, oh shit, Horizon's out. Oh shit, Elden Ring's out a week after that. How long is Horizon going to take? 600 hours? Oh great. Yeah, I should be able to find that. No, in space no, that, in a that's week. Dying Light 2, sweetheart. Sorry, dying, that's light dying Light 2. 2. My bad. My bad. <laughs> dying Light 2 is going to take me zero hours to finish his. I'm not playing it. <laughs> Life hack. <laughs> oh snap. <laughs> <laughs> While we're on the subject of psychic corporations sucking, we've got a lot more, but the next one, I get all of the stories for the for, for the rest of this podcast, pretty much at that, but we've got some more tweets from the a Better Ubisoft Yay! account, and we haven't done this for a while because they haven't tweeted these kind of things out, um, so a Better Ubisoft uh, did a survey um, where they asked a bunch of questions on that survey, and one of the questions they asked is, why do you want a Better Ubisoft? Our own, Daph Moody was quoted on that very Twitter account. Hot damn. Um, Hot damn. In 2021. Um, and they've posted a few more quotes, this time from Ubisoft employees. So I am going to read them out and because I I, 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 did, I am dismayed at how little everybody seems to be talking about Ubisoft <laughs> at the moment. And I would like to bring the conversation back to that in a second. So we've got three tweets here. The first one says, quote, I am a former employee. I have seen bullying cases reported to HR multiple times. HR has done nothing to help the victims. Everyone knew nothing has been done until it was unbear until it was unbearable that one of the victims gave their resignation letter after suffering from anxiety and depression. The harasser is still working at Ubisoft. End quote. I get a second tweet here which reads, quote, The Toronto studio has learned nothing from June 2020 and is clearly returning to business as usual without doing anything concrete to improve employee safety, no matter how often they say otherwise. End quote. And then the last one is, quote, I experienced harassment, search for help in the new process, only to be told it was in my head. My harasser was promoted, and HR now targets me as the problem, end quote. And that's where we're at with Ubisoft right now. So, that all sucks. It's, you know, Ubisoft's done a great job of, like, there's no fire over here. Y'all go, go, you know, they've been very quiet when it comes to the Activision Blizzard stuff, right? They, they've done a really good job of shrouding the problem. And you're right, like, not enough people have been really vocal. Um, and, you know, if you are, you know, just being completely transparent, um, if you are a creator, um, you are worried about speaking out towards them uh, because you are worried about losing access and opportunities, whether that is game codes or whether that is actually getting to sit down with the developers or voice talent. Uh, there are things that we are scared that will be taken away from us. Um, you know, we fought uh, for a while now for the, for really what one, two years here about bringing more diverse faces into the game space. But in the act of fighting for div various different faces, we thought that would also mean different voices into the space. Um, I, th you know, I know I thought that, hey, if we brought more diverse faces in, maybe that would bring power to those who are being oppressed, who are you know, who do need that light, light shined on them. Um, instead, we just see that what they meant by, hey, shine a light on other people, um, you know, 
people of color it was like no 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 no. when we said that though we really just meant like give us like free chairs and merch and to me there is this un there's an uncomfortable silence towards towards that 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 like just because a hispanic guy like me gets a you know i don't know a piece of a box in the mail with my name on it and I get to videotape it that that that's somehow empowering me sure it's cool in the moment but I would really like those people who've gotten the spotlight to show us hey it's okay to do this because I'm doing it for you and hopefully that would then bring me people like me and and, and, and you all out here to speak up even louder but we don't have that I think the game's and this comes from a very jaded point of view and someone who is an outside point of view. The games media has done a good job of patted it, patting itself on the back when it comes to diversity, but haven't really done anything for diversity. They're like, hey, I brought this person of color on my podcast. I've done enough. That's not doing enough. It, it starts by taking real actionable stands so that things become unavoidable. Right. So that Ubisoft can't just look away. Yeah. You know, I saw a lot of people, you know, talking about, yeah, uh, fucking Rainbow Six. Oh, look, at they sent me a care package. That's great. But look at these people that are also allegedly suffering there. So maybe speak up. And it can't just be us. It can't always just be the small people that literally do have the most to lose. I am talking to the folks that have 10 plus K followers on Twitter or 10 plus K followers on YouTube or whatever. It is that thing of like, well, they can't, they can't blacklist all of us. So let's actually do something here. I, I get more frustrated with the creator than anything here because to me, um, there's nothing that we can do. Like, we could talk about it, but until someone else does, not naming names. I name names on the trophy room. I'll do that yeah, here. We we'll bring we out name, energy here. Yeah, we don't. Wait, wait, wait. Until we bring those voices, until those voices keep speaking up, it doesn't matter if I speak up, you know, because nothing's going to get done because they don't know who the fuck I am. So, to me, they're just going to blacklist me and move on. It, we need a bigger push for not just diversity, but to defend those voices out there that aren't being amplified. So, you know, it sucks to see, oh, I got a code for this, but I say nothing about that. Um, it, it sucks to see. It really does. And to me, it, it's it's lousy because Ubisoft's really just, they're just doing nothing because I think their company structure is so shit at the moment. Uh, they have... They are not just morally bankrupt, but they're bankrupt of any Empathy. good idea that's not tracing a trend or a fad. Yeah. Yeah, and uh, that's what happens made. when you have these corrupt motherfuckers up top that abuse their power and creative people leave their posts. You're literally seeing that. Ubisoft, I, you know, we once hold such a high opinion of, but now with all this that's going on, it's it sucks. And all the, my rant to end here on is it, it. I know a lot of awesome people uh, that work at Ubisoft. Great people, right? Um, 
people of all genders, you know, uh, nationalities, um, races, creeds, they're trying their best. They, they hate the situation as much as we do. The best thing that we can do is, is give voice to the, those that, that don't yeah. have one. Yeah. That's what I've been saying all along. And I'm really glad somebody else has come on the podcast and, and said it, it as well. It just infuriates like, me. Like, it, it just infuriates me because I really like when I see like a, like a creator of, of anything like, hey, we got this care package. That's great. But can you actually do something more? Um, this that's was, the, this that's was Nito in the beginning. That's what me and Amy have said basically ever since the whole thing of Activision Blizzard, especially Ubisoft, for all happened and everything like that was just like, okay, okay, you're saying you're not playing their game or anything like that, but you're still doing all these things with them. Yeah. I was thinking you can still you can still collect the stuff. So that's fine. That's not a problem. Have a relationship with these people. You've you've worked your ass off and you deserve it. Yeah. But the people who are creating the content for you to create content, you are doing nout to help them my you are literally washing your hands free of it call the shit out just call it out have a disclaimer thinking i just want to say okay i got this from ubisoft i just want to say i do not agree with what's happening right now with ubisoft or anything like that and everything like that and i stand with the support and stuff like that just call it out when no one says a single thing that's the thing what hurt what pisses both me and amy off the most is that nobody's talking about it whatsoever Very at few all and it hurts about it. it hurts the, the... The thing that the one one of the things that really annoys me is because the discussion when it ever crops up when it's unavoidable for every everybody to talk about it because it's the yeah. thing that's going to drive drive the views drive the clicks it's the conversation of the moment and then and then the, the the conversation always turns to well how do we support the developers best like we they've they've made the game like shouldn't we play the game like to support them and it's like yeah you can do that but like you're not supporting the developer by playing the game and then not mentioning everything they went through to make the game. Like that's the opposite of supporting the developer. That's supporting the company. And there's a distinction like that I like to draw where it's like I don't support Ubisoft in any way, but I do support a lot of the people who work at Ubisoft. There's a Ubisoft studio right around the fucking corner from where I live. I know people who work at Ubisoft. They're cool yeah. people and I like them a lot. And I think and like I know so many cool video game developers. Like I didn't that's what draw that's part of what drives me with this where it's just like i know cool people the rest of them are probably like 99 percent cool people awesome people fantastic people and to support them we need to talk about the shit that they go through and try and get it changed not just play the games that they make yeah that's my ted talk <laughs> we're all gonna have a ted talk you can play their games just call out the ship yeah fuck yeah yeah, I played, like we had the right games thing. I fucking League of Legends, that League of Legends, Ruin King was on my fucking game of the year list. Like you can do both. It's it's not yeah. difficult. Uh, right. Mm. Anyway, where are we? Oh yeah, <laughs> I know where we are now. <laughs> Team Seventeen announces then cancels Worm and Worm's NFT plans due to fan and studio pushback. This is from Marcus Stewart over at Game Informer. He writes. Last week, publisher Team 17 announced the, the Meta Worms NFT project. Basically, the plan was to create NFTs based on its popular Worms license with the help of NFT maker Reality Gaming Group. Team 17 built these NFTs as environmentally friendly because they were a side chain of Ethereum and produced using RGG's carbon neutral servers. Team 17 even had plans to donate a portion of the revenue earned from NFT sales to global sustainability firm Coins for Planet and its Refeed Farms initiative, 
which promotes using worm beds as a cleaner method to produce waste. The NFTs themselves were, of course, just various images of worms characters. Fans were not pleased and expressed as much on social media. That's not surprising. What did come from left field was the fact that some of Team 17's studio partners were apparently unaware of the initiative and became similarly upset. As a result, a few of these developers took to Twitter to independently announce that their titles will not support NFTs. <clears throat> that includes ukulele developer Platonic, Overcooked developer Ghost Town Games, and Going Under developer AgroCrab, Agro and I had to put the first sentence of their statement in here because it's brilliant. Quote, We at AgroCrab condemn Team 17's decision to produce and engage with NFTs. We believe <clears throat> NFTs cannot be environmentally friendly or useful and really are just an overall fucking grift. End quote. With all of this blowback, Team 17 announced on the day later on Twitter that it received the message loud and clear and was stepping away from NFTs altogether. <laughs> what did they think was going to happen? <laughs> their Discord was kicking right off because I'm in their Discord. Um, because I've done like some things with Team 17 and I was, um, I was just watching it. I was just like wow like they put it on like the announcements this is what we're doing yay you know like that it got so many poop emojis and down votes and like stop no all of this and everything so fast it was unbelievable and like i feel for i feel for the entire team there and everything like that and i feel i feel for the community managers and team because they're the ones they wouldn't have had choice to do this they would have said this is what we're doing market this shit somehow and they've had to market it and they're just like we are doomed and bless them like bless the team and everything like that not the high ups here i'm just mainly the developers and like the community managers and everything like they worked their asses off and like and i'm glad to hear well not glad like we all knew this was going to happen we knew they were going to they were going to turn turn tail and run away and say no we're not doing it anymore we, we've heard you we've heard you would they see we are listening see our ears we're listening and everything like that now you know you know you just saw the turn to, to yes and you saw it saw you knew what was going to happen you knew what was going to happen everyone hates nfts no one wants to you hate nfts literally is becoming the most muddiest thing dirtiest thing vile thing in the industry right now that i hope to pray to god that actually might actually die might actually die before we all die oh we will all die yeah <laughs> well either way one of them one will die us or they will burn the planet and one kill shall us, stand or... one shall fall <laughs> yeah either way we're fucked <laughs> either way but yeah um I, I i was so disappointed when i saw this like i love team 17 they're one of my favorite developed publishers out there developers so they've put out some fun and amazing likable games out there and i know some of the staff yeah. there and they were not happy about this whatsoever so yeah yeah uh yeah it sucks <laughs> i mean <laughs> not that they took away nfts i mean nfts no. uh, listen real talk uh yeah I, i've had some 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 discussions with like uh, pro nft people out there and i literally said if you have to explain your position to me you already lost nobody knows what the fucking nft is a select few of really rich people that want to evade taxes know what nfts are and they're trying to push it on regular folk well, but i ain't got the fucking disposable inc income to say that i own a piece of fucking nothing here's and, my and receipt if that company, here's my receipt 
<laughs> of this JPEG that you told me is on some fucking chain I have known nothing about. Um, it's it's it is it is so it is dumb and I don't like it. Now that said, there are promise with technologies like blockchain, but I don't think the blockchain tech it, it will. I don't think the promise of blockchain is in NFT. I think it's in something different. Unfortunately, um, I, it's the way that the tech is being being utilized in terms of blockchain. Ex exactly. So that that sucks ass. NFTs are really dumb because we have spent decades, decades programming people saying that your digital content really doesn't matter and you don't own it. Right. And we've been okay with that. We've been okay with owning the license to movies. We've been okay with Netflix because we're like, ah, whatever, we'll come back to it. We'll come back to it. Right. Um, you, you can't tell the LimeWire slash, you know, um, uh, uh, you can't tell the LimeWire generation, hey, you now own this thing. You really fucking don't. You really don't. This is not like owning a, a, a true Picasso. It's not. And when you're, you're the picture, it'd be something if it was actually Picasso. But what we're seeing is just a bunch of fucking dumb monkeys with like literal monkeys, chimpanzees with oh, like hey. shades and hats on. It, or it's so stupid. It's so, it is so the problem dumb. Is, the, the problem is, and I have, unfortunately, because I am the way that I am, done a lot of research into NFTs and crypto and blockchain because this is a thing that's going to keep popping up. And like I could sit here for the next two hours and I could explain to you why it's yeah. terrible. I'm not going to do that. I haven't got the energy for that. It's late. Don't recommend that video. That's two hours long as well, and I was never going to watch it. Uh, well, then <laughs> you can fuck off. I'm recommending it to everybody else because it actually explains the problem with NFTs, crypto, blockchain. Like this, the re the reason you're seeing NFTs being pushed constantly, all of us, all of a sudden, right? And it's all of a sudden is because a lot of people have a lot of money invested in crypto, and they can't cash out unless a lot more people come in and put a lot more money into the system. Because it's not like they could just walk to a bank with all of their fucking Ethereum coins and go, "I'd like to turn this into five hundred thousand dollars, please," because it's not how it works. Like, they need other people to come in and bring the $500,000 so they can cash out. Like, you're being grifted. Like, <laughs> this is what is happening. <laughs> like, this is why it's happening in such a big volume. Yeah. This is why so many big, big names are being, <clears throat> like, putting their NFTs out there. This is why people like that bloody Linkin Park guy said some, that absolute fucking nonsense about how you can take yeah. a skin from one game and put it in all your other games because that's, like, how, video that's games not how that works <laughs> that's not how that works whatsoever it's it, it is it is a dumb idea that makes no sense and is trying to be pawned off like some genius idea i really don't see i i see how like nfts could work if you're trying to sell tickets to uh, an event right um because tickets, there's a big scalping market in them. I can understand that and how blockchain could be used for things like of that nature. But I cannot for the life of me understand how that's going, how in a game that you've already told me I don't fucking own, but I own things in this thing that I don't own. What? No, that's not how you it works. Understand. If you believe, <laughs> yeah, if you believe in this all digital future and that we're owning these products, then let me trade my game to my friend. Let me sell my game. If that is what you truly believe, then put the games on the fucking blockchain so that I can sell them 
and redistribute them. But if I can't fucking do that, then this system is dumb and you're just trying to get money out of me. And it's not going to work, Steve Jobs. <laughs> Damn you, Steve Jobs. It's a, it's, a, right. it's, a, it's, a, it's a solution to a problem that doesn't exist. It's currently searching for a problem yeah. to solve. Everything that, everything that I have seen that, it's been, that has been told but that it solves already has a solution here's the thing. that is better. <laughs> <laughs> Ubisoft though has told me I just don't get it. Oh yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I unfortunately do get it, and let me tell you, it's fucking dumb as shit. <laughs> no, but like they'd be insistent on it. They're like, no, 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 no. no you no, don't no, no, really no, no. get it though. And it's like, no, I really yeah. do get it. Sorry, I'm, I'm no, really sorry like... to tell you. Like, I have a problem in my brain where it's like I have to learn how all of this stuff works before I can go on a podcast and talk about it. That's just how this stupid fucking thing, piece of fucking meat inside this thick skull does things. I do get it, Ubisoft. Yeah. It's terrible. Dan Olson, line goes up. It's two hours and 18 minutes. It's a documentary. It'll just explain the, the entire thing to you. It's a fantastic video. You can watch it in chapters. It's all in chapters. You don't have to watch it all at once. Would you like Are a TV show? Chapters. Please, please, listening. <laughs> I'm not. If anything, no, if I'm anything not. is over five minutes long, he's like, nah, I'm done. I'm out. I'm not this shit on now. It's not that easy. There, so my attention span is really short. So fair. It's yeah, like like I say, I don't want to try and paraphrase his entire video so let's move on to all the other dumb shit nfts have been involved in in the Yay! past week <laughs> this is a big list it kept getting bigger over the weekend i did the notes on friday night thinking there'd be no more news but then i was like oh this happened and all this happened here's a list of things nft that nfts have fucked up this week hit piece which is an nft which is a, an nft company thing uh, has been selling music and entire albums as NFTs without permission, including video game music. <laughs> you love to see it. You, you absolutely love to see it. Good job, guys. <laughs> uh, we bought an NFT of the book. Uh, oh, my what God. It? What was it? Dune. Oh, and we are going Dune. to redistribute Dune. It is so funny. Real talk. Can I get real with you guys? It is funny that NFT really has brought people together. Like, in, in more ways than one, because there are people that are like in my circle that are conservative and they're like, this is the dumbest thing ever. And I turn to them going, would you like to form an alliance? <laughs> like, <laughs> like, like, I see. And then like, there's like the pro NFT bro, where they're like incredible. Like there, there's either one side that's incredibly progressive and incredibly left leaning. And then there are like the, the, the incredibly right leaning and they're looking at each other pro yeah, NFT pros going, would you like to form an alliance for completely opposing and different ideas of what we could do with this technology? <laughs> yes. Our, it is nuts. I forgot about the Dune book. It's like they, they thought they owned Dune. They thought yeah. they owned Dune. <laughs> Lunatics. You fucking clowns. <laughs> I was going to say, Lionsgate and one of us would like to argue with this. Uh, yeah, that's not how this works, like to have a talk with you. We're going to burn all the copies of the book so it's only available on the play. Oh, my God. Um, uh, the next one is Ubisoft's NFT partner, Frontiers, started selling non-Ubisoft Quartz tokens on OpenSea, mm. an Ethereum blockchain, which is the total opposite of being an eco-friendly NFT partner, as Ubisoft claimed when they announced Quartz. 
Fuck off! Yay! <laughs> Let's destroy the planet for non-fungible tokens. <clears throat> this is the thing about those. These there are a man- massive amount of blockchain, just big areas that are owned by a lot of companies. Like I know, I'm pretty sure I've, I'm, my teacher told me Capcom was one of them and everything. So I'm just like, like they're all getting ready for this. And if it blows up, they're all gonna come boom. But hopefully, because of this fight back, that all the time this is happening, everything like that. Um, we can push back and stop this all together. Yeah, you're going to get the idiots like Ubisoft and all like that who are going to be saying, yeah, you just don't get it and we want to make money, so Ubisoft we're, all, you're, we're right and you're wrong, so go away. <laughs> Ubisoft have always been at the forefront of, of things like this, right? They're always at the well, forefront of microtransactions and they always, they've always been able to power through all of the, the, the pushback, yeah. but I don't think this is going to work because this is a very Ubisoft's different... always at the, like, they are the most experimental publisher that's for sure. So I understand they're like, hey, let's be in the let's let's be in the beginning stage of, the, of this thing that we don't fully understand. But like I've 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 heard like, dude, they've put people in charge of this thing that don't want to be in charge of this thing. Oh, like, yeah. like like nobody nobody in Ubisoft wants this. Nobody but, can I mean, explain it. Nobody in Ubisoft can explain what yeah. why it's going to benefit me. But <laughs> that said, and I mean to nail this one home, it, it, the 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 quotes above of the better Ubisoft tweets. Yeah, really go to the show. They don't give a fuck. I mean, they don't give a fuck. Uh, Troy really Baker, you turned on his recently announced NFT partnership with VoiceVerse after backlash, apologizing to people he called haters, claiming the comment was, quote, a bad attempt at levity, end quote. I thought we already talked about Troy Baker one. I was surprised. No, was that was there. when he did the actually came I really just don't like how he has he really took good like fucking hair. Yeah, he took like two weeks to do it. Really great. You know what? I watched uh, the Watch Play Listen. Um, with with them trying to like they're talking them off the cliff um and even they're just like like even alana pierce good got a heart going like if i didn't know you uh i i would i like as well as i do i i drop you immediately like she's like that's I how adamant it I'm yet. Yeah, I haven't watched it it's yet. on my list because I, I know about the podcast but like yeah. i said i only watch two games it's definitely <laughs> a oh i can make money from this while also thinking he's benefiting voice actors by doing it it's it's definitely he went into something that is beyond him and he thought he understood but he clearly did not and um and with that line on twitter did not make things better time he's put his mouth in it like uh, uh, when it came to the backlash when it came to the last of us part two like uh, the man i'll in never the arena. agree with the backlash when it came to that was that the terror like, spell quote <laughs> yeah. All he said was okay. your games are too long, mate. Where you, where you going with this? <laughs> and, and then yeah. there was the other stuff. Yeah, I remember. Yeah. Yeah. Like that's the thing about it. It all depends on who he was aiming that at and, and everything. And like because I was aiming at people like me. <laughs> he would okay. turn around and he would turn around and just say, Listen, what the fuck are you playing at with this? Yeah. I'm a hair. Yeah. The thing is, the worst thing is about it, it's a it's one of the biggest and one of the most important speeches in the world, and he he's made everyone oh, that, hate on yeah. it now because of it. And that's the thing about it. Ah, <laughs> oh, God. Um, EACO oh, Andrew and the parasite EACO, EACO Andrew Wilson said on a recent earnings call that NFT quote NFTs are quote not something we're driving hard against end quote. Despite saying in a previous earnings call that NFTs and play to win games are quote the future of our industry end quote. 
Wonder what could he change? Uh, yeah, literally, like yeah, we've, yeah. Seen the, we've seen the fire. Yeah, <laughs> we're avoiding Ooh. this. Ooh, I don't know about this. But, because <laughs> this is the thing, though, because like, what was I saying? At the end of last year, EF, like all last year, the last two years, have had the most quietest times of all time. No one's been talking about them whatsoever. Ubisoft getting crapped on, and then being forgotten yeah. about. Activision just like hit Activision, yeah, and they're like just like we're gonna keep on moving away on our own thing and everything, and then and. <laughs> This, well, I'm not gonna say well done if you are actually doing this. I'm just gonna say, like, they have just interesting. Gone. <laughs> Heads down, we, we don't need to be the drama right now. Yeah, <laughs> and just slowly come out and said, Respawn are doing three Star Wars games. Everyone, shut up, be happy. <laughs> be happy. We're different. No, real talk. EA has <clears throat> seen the, the the future. I think way before. A bit earlier uh, than most of these companies have. You, you've really seen them turn and go, okay, we need to diversify. It is about single player. We're going to be doing more things than just a battlefield. Um, and so, like, not to say that they're perfect because they made fucking I mean, tons no, of mistakes. No, no. <laughs> I mean, have you met Battlefield 2042? But uh, no, cool, this is another sign. You have seen no, apparently Microsoft. <laughs> You've seen Microsoft's, uh, uh, um, you know, uh, sorry, Xbox CEO uh, Phil Spencer, and now Andrew Wilson, who prominently are like, we're not fucking with NFTs. So it's not worth it. Good. Keep that shit. I'm up. very, yeah. I'm very, I'm very curious how the NFT market is going to have to pivot because I just don't think this is. I don't think Hopefully most people get it nor care. Off a cliff. Last oh, all we need, all we well, need is is Leonidas to so just go up and just say, "This is Sparta." <laughs> Kick a fucking body. Oh, off I would just hope they do. I mean, I just hope they change course. In honor of you, Joe. <laughs> yeah. So Mando goes up and say, "This is the way. This is the way. <laughs> this is the way." <laughs> Amy won't understand that. Nope, not at all. I don't. <laughs> oh my god, the reason Book of Boba Fett. But let's carry on. <laughs> uh, so good. It's so good. La the last thing I want to read in this little section that I've got going on is itch.io's Twitter statement, because to borrow some parlance from my fabulous co-host, it is glorious. Quote, a few have asked about our stance on NFTs. NFTs are a scam. If you think they are legitimately useful for anything other than the exploitation of creators, financial scams, and the destruction of the planet, then we ask that you please reevaluate your life choices. Also, fuck any company that says they support creators and also endorses NFTs in any way. They only care about their own profit and the opportunity for wealth above anyone else, especially given the now easily available discourse concerning the problems of NFTs. How can you be so dense? Sad crying emoji face, end quote. Yeah, I think that I think just the discourse alone is going to turn a lot of companies away. But again, a lot of companies are going to say, <laughs> OK, so this version doesn't work. But how they're going to make like the thing is they're going to make this work. They're going to make this work. It's how are they going to make this work? Over my dead body, us. literally, because we will destroy the planet and that will I mean, probably kill me. We're doing a really good job <laughs> of it right now. Yeah, so, yeah. Lie, like, yeah. NFTs, awesome. the, the NFTs, and I, I'm going to say two countries here. It's one of the two countries. I can't remember the actual statistics. So it's one of the two. So like, take this with a, with a grain mm -hmm. of salt. But the, the, electric, the amount of electricity that NFTs are and the blockchain are going to use in the next year 
is the equivalent of either Belgium or Nigeria. It's more than Belgium yeah. or Nigeria. It's one of those two countries. I can't remember which one it is. That's fucking ridiculous. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. That's why all the energy prices are going. You realize that's why your electricity bill is going up, right? <laughs> because everybody, like in places like New York, where people can't afford to put the fucking heating on, because it's a hotspot for NFT for people running fucking NFT and crypto farms. Anyway, there's other reasons why our energy bills are going up. <laughs> there's reasons why. Uh, that's why I said New York, because there's other reasons why our energy bills are going up. New but anyway, York. Tid, tidbits. Let's do tidbits. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna do that. Yeah, I could do the. I'm not gonna. Tidbits, <laughs> small little news <clears throat> stories, little bite-sized ones. Num, 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 num. Final Fantasy VII Remake Part Two is set to be revealed this year. Woo! I love that game. The first one. Yeah, I want to have sex with most of that cast, but that's not that neither here nor there. Tifa and Aerith need to have, need to get with each other. Fuck Cloud. You cool? Oh my god. But Listen, I I don't know. I, that I don't relationship, know. that rela- their, their, their Listen, relationship and remake. It's not gonna was, end well. Was just Listen, great. None of it's gonna cloud end it, well. Cloud, it, cloud in that dress though. Cloud in I'm that dress. Lie. I mean, I he, thought about it. He pulled it off. I he thought pulled it, it off. I thought I thought about our lives together. I was so worried. I was so scared of that sequence. By the way, <laughs> like of the game, oh, yeah. like, I think everyone it was, coming. was. And I played it, really and it was, was fucking incredible. <laughs> yeah. So like yeah, I will shout sh- out to them. I will shout, shout that out, out every time like, I get yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. That, that could have been a very problematic. That was messy scene, and they <laughs> nailed it. Yeah, yeah. respect them for that. Uh, Psychonauts two won Game of the Year at the New York Video Game Awards, uh, and Rebecca Valentine won a Best Journalism Award too. I want to add that in because like Rebecca Valentine's journalism here. <laughs> like one re- the only real journalist on IGN, so. so. Oh, damn. Oh, how damn. Oh, damn. Switch is now Nintendo's best-selling console of all time, having sold more than 103 million units. Nintendo claims the console is, quote, in the middle of its life cycle, end quote. <laughs> oh, man, that piece of hardware. Yeah, no, this this is going to be the, the, the top-selling console of all time. I'm it's, putting money on it. I've been saying it for years now. It's, gonna it's be. on its way. It's on its way. <laughs> well, you think it's going to crash PlayStation 2, do you? Absolutely. 50, 52 million. If it's away. midway through its life cycle, yeah, man, this is this is going places. Breath of the Wild Two is coming out, man. Bre- Bre- and, and when Switch launched, Nintendo I, I never sold. Said, no, it is not. Nintendo. No, I'm just. I just wanted. I like this fact, so I'm going to throw it out there. When the Nintendo <laughs> Switch launched, they sold more copies of Breath of the Wild than they did Switches. Beautiful. Yeah, we know that. I know. I just—it's a really funny fact, and I like bringing it up because it was on two platforms. No, no, on Switch, the Switch version of Breath of the yeah. Wild outsold the Switch. Oh. <laughs> you love to see it. You love to see it. Well done, Speaking of uh, big sales, Pokemon Legends Arceus sold <clears throat> six point five million copies in a week, beating the combined sales total of Sword and Shield in the same period. That's not a surprise to me. The Pokemon is a big franchise that sells every time. If anyone, like, if anyone ever comes up saying it's only Pokemon, you do not know anything, mate, <laughs> at all. Yeah, it's always going to sell. Congratulations Cheers. to him. Like, Cheers. I, our review is probably not going to be for like another two weeks, What's give that? or take, because I haven't, I have not completed it yet. But I am in loving what I've played so far. Awesome. Looking forward to it. But do you know what sold even better? 
<laughs> oh, sorry. Do you know what's? Do you know what has bigger numbers right now? Monster Hunter Rise sold seven point seven million copies on Switch in twenty twenty one. It's Everybody now the clap. seventh best selling Capcom game ever. Resident good. Evil Village is ten. Good, 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 good for Monster Capcom. Monster Hunter, man, like it's it's a dope was, series. Uh, it was a quiet. I would not lie for for myself on my on my half. Monster Hunter was a quiet franchise. Then Monster Hunter World was revealed at PlayStation Conference. And that was a lot of people's like, that looks amazing. And then it comes out, nails it. It's like, I think, didn't, isn't Monster Hunter World the best-selling game for Capcom? I'm pretty sure that is. Yeah. Uh, it's, it's, the, it's, easily top, it's easily top five and all that. But And a Monster Hunter Rise that's only on one platform, one plat- well, now two platforms because it's now come to this PC. Sales off of one. Yeah. Um, is fantastic. It was. It's amazing. It also just shows the power of the Switch. Like they market things really well, and they do a cracking job. And like, whatever the next big, big hit in Monster Hunter is, that's going to be mm-hmm. on all platforms. Oh, oh, oh shit! Oh my! I'm I'm going to try and gobble that up right up on Fantasy Critic. <laughs> you mean both? Monster Hunter World is the best-selling Capcom game of all time. The second best-selling Capcom game of all time is Resident Evil 5. The third best-selling Capcom game of all time is Resident Evil Resident 6. Resident Evil 6. <laughs> <laughs> oh, dear. <clears throat> uh, Activision user numbers fell by 12 million in December 2021. Blizzard user numbers fell by 2 million. A big giant oof. That's a oops. That's, that's, that's a lot. fantastic. <laughs> That's big numbers. Yeah. Considering COD just came out. <laughs> but it still at the same time means nothing because COD was still the best selling game oh, of last sense. year and it was only out for freaking six weeks of the year. It's the second best selling like, game too. Yeah, I know. <laughs> yeah. That's so crazy this is. Like uh, <sighs> Rocksteady's Suicide Squad Kill the Justice League has reportedly been delayed to 2023. Of course it was. Yeah. Knew that was coming. We knew that was. That's not this year game. They were not going to drop two uh, Batman Universe games or superhero move games in the same year. They were never going to do it. Yeah. Gotham Knights is this year. Suicide Squad next year. Yeah. Is that why you bought it on Fantasy Critic? Yeah, G- I saw you nicked one of the ones I was going for. GTA 6 active development is, quote, well underway, end quote. I'm shocked, truly. I'm shocked. I'm truly shocked. (laughs) They're making another Grand Theft Auto? I don't know who posted it. Who was man off? It was Jason Snyder who put out the reveal of this year saying, yeah, this, then get delayed, and then they'll keep pushing it right until they eventually reveal when it's going to come out. And I'm just like, yeah, that'd be funny, though. Pretty much. Uh, lastly, Bloodborne play- PSX remake has been downloaded a hundred thousand times in less than a day. Oh, you absolutely! I'm, I'm actually I'm, I'm, just looking at, I'm looking at it on on Twitch right now. Um, God, this looks fucking awesome! It's, it's cool. It's cool. It looks so cool. Yeah, it's so our PlayStation will buy them. You heard it here, folks. Bloodborne Two is going to be a PSX remake of the entire it, it, game. It, it, I'm telling you guys, it's, it, it's Blue Point. Blue Point's making the remake. Um, and it looks like this. Make the sequel. <laughs> and what, if it looks what, like this, what, I will love it. What so. remake? Uh, Bloodborne. What? 
So just going to do a remake of Bloodborne in itself? That's that sounds a little yeah, silly. Yeah, because they got to do the sequel. They got they got to prove themselves that they can handle it. You know, that they can understand the moment to moment gameplay, the mechanics. They got to learn the engine. Um, and Sony wants to make a quick buck out of you, and I will pay seventy dollars for it. And no I question. Lie, to I ask. don't know why I've just said it's stupid because we're getting a Last of Us remake this year, so probably. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, by the time it comes out, what it'll be twenty twenty three. Bloodborne came out two thousand and fifteen, right? Yeah, yeah. It, it, it'd be eight years. A lot of people think like that's not a large chunk of change. But uh, there was two presidents in that time, so guess what? A lot of change. That's a it's a it's a lot of change. So um, yeah, no, absolutely, absolutely, we're gonna get that. This looks yeah, fucking awesome, and I'm gonna buy yeah. this. It's free. I mean, I'm sorry, not buy it. I mean, I already downloaded it. I mean, I'm gonna play it. Hell yeah, I'm gonna play it too. It's on my it's on my to do list. It's made by one person. Well, actually, it's made by a team. One, but uh, it was started by one person. It was one person. <laughs> team one, of one, one person. One trans person. Um, Mooney, I've run out of things. It's it's time for games out this week. Ollie Ollie World, it's already out. Reviews up. No, Go and check not. the reviews. I don't want to talk about. It. It's a bull. Uh, it is on. It is on the trophy room. The video review. Um, and it's also uh going to be on the podcast this week. So check that out. Sweet. Ali Ali World is a bold new skateboard action platformer that bu- that with, that's bursting with personality. Flip and flow through the vibrant and vi- vibrant the vivid and vibrant world of Radaline, Radalana, whatever. Meeting colorful characters as you grind, trick, and air your way to discover the mystic- mystical skate guards of, on your quest for Gavada. Ganavana. Tony Hawk. Nirvana. Nirvana. Yeah. <clears throat> Sifu. PlayStation PC. Oh, I forgot. Uh, Ollie Ollie World's PlayStation, Xbox, Switch, and PC. Sifu, PlayStation, PC. Sifu is the new game of Soul Clap, the independent play- studio behind Ab- Absola. Uh, third person action th- game featuring intense hand to hand combat. It puts you in control of a young Kung Fu student on the path of revenge. Do Apparently, you hate this game. Yeah. I don't like it very much. Um, no, it's really a love and a hate. The moment-to-moment gameplay, when you nail things, feels great. Um, yeah. When you don't, it feels... So, before we get to the difficulty <clears throat> bullshit ar- argument, um, I have no problem with games that that pose a challenge. Um, as we just mentioned, I love Bloodborne. It's literally one of my favorite games of all time. From software, I revere them. And the reason why I revere them is that they offer a challenge that is fair. They're not here to punish you. They want you to get through it, but they're offering you a fair leveled playing field to get to the end, right? So pretty much as as long as you obey the rules, we'll obey the rules. Um, I've Platinum Sekiro, right? This is a game that's all about parrying, dodging, and your stamina meter being tied to pairing perfect parries together. Um, Sifu does the same thing here. The only thing about Sifu is that it rewards precise precision. Um, there are times where I'm guessing in Sifu because the tells, the enemy tells, um, aren't great. Uh, some of the bosses feel unfair. Uh, some of the bosses 
feel like luck. And sometimes if you try to break it down like a rhythm game, that makes sense. But even then, they just throw so much at you when it comes to the dodging system. Like, instead of just hitting L1 and you've dodged or you've parried, you parry. Or if they're throwing a punch at you, you avoid. So you actually do L and then the direction that you need to avoid with your analog stick. There's way too many inputs for my brain to really get in that mode. Um, and I don't feel like it's precise enough or gives players enough of a window to actually feel like they're doing something meaningful. So I understand that it is a roguelite and you're supposed to die, but even in that, um, it just doesn't feel like it's teaching me. It just feels like it's purposely punishing me for something I don't know what I'm doing wrong. So to me, that's where my frustration is. I know there's a lot of people like my friend Ains that we talked about it. He has a very glowing uh, opinion on this. I have a more tell me what I'm doing wrong approach to it. Uh, video is in uh, on the Trophy Room YouTube. If you want to watch it, it will also be up on the Trophy Room podcast as well. It is an awesome in-depth 22-minute interview um, going in depth on this game. So yeah, check it out. Check it out. Fabulous. But um, I recommend you buy. I really I recommend you check this game out first. Like, watch a stream. Sweet. Marilyn Perley, PC, is a game about crisis. You play as Perry, uh, a civil, uh, severe de, de, sev, severely dehydrated man who stumbles into a remote village in search of help. But the inhabitants respond with strange detachment to your trouble. You, th you may think that the nearby fountain is a safe means to quench your dry thirst, but you would soon find yourself in search of aid for a snake bite. That's a, that's a, that's a, that's a lager shandy. No, that's a lager cider. That's weird. And beyond you know it, before you know it, you will be chased by bees, fending off bears, cursed by a tremorous trauma, I can't say that word, ghost. and most, ghost. <laughs> a ghost, and most likely on fire. That's the weirdest game I've ever read. Yeah. Crossfire X, Xbox, and Game Pass, a legendary PC franchise, comes to Xbox in a fast-paced first-person shooter, offered a variety of expert uh, multiplayer experiences and cinematic campaigns that explores the global conflict between the world's two most formidable private military factions. Grapple Dog, switch PC, jump, swing, and zip your way through colorful worlds and exciting challenges in this unique 2D action platform. A master the power of the grapple on your adventure to save the world. No by Heart PC is a game that accept is about uh, is a game about accepting loss. The plot of the music, the uh, gameplay, the atmospheric mini games work together to weave an emotional illusion of disbelief returning to one's childhood and an inevitably growing up. The feeling of time slipping through your our fingers. Cardboard Kings, Cardboard Card Shop Simulator PC. Open your own card shop, buy the seaside, buy trade, sell cards, or keep them for your own collection. Earn reputation with customers, beat your shop goals, unlock deck your new decorations, and host exciting events to bring everyone the best card shop in town. 
And the last two games, Lost Ark, PC, embark on an odyssey of Lost uh, for the Lost Ark in a vast, vibrant world. Explore new lands, seek out lost treasures, and test yourself in thrilling action combat in this action-packed, free-to-play RPG. And lastly, lastly, uh, P- <clears throat> let me try that again. Not Tonight 2, Xbox Switch PC, is an American documentary checking road trip Fusing a time-pressured RPG with a politically charged dark comedy where every decision matters. Will Al... Uh, <clears throat> Will Alrel... Oh, can you say that name for me, please? Uh, My brain's just farting on it. Uh, yeah, no, I totally have everything on. El, El Dorado. Will, will Eduardo's friends Malik, Kevin, and Mary manage to locate and Thank- deliver his documents to Mary? I mean, in time, sorry, I just ended up reading it. You just said the whole thing. I just needed the first name, yeah. That's fine. Um, I can't wait to play this game. No, not 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 tonight too. When I saw that the trailer is amazing, the trailer is like they like they literally take the piss off. With this is not a political game, but it's a political game. <laughs> it's funny. It really is funny. Joe, nice. you know, any apart from the game, obviously you've played so far. Is there any game that's, that stands out for you there that you may be thinking of? I might give this a go. No, I'm in the I'm in the zone where it's like okay, I'm just waiting for her. Elden I'm waiting for Horizon, Elden. and and Amy's waiting for. El- I mean, I'm I waiting for Elden. Actually, to be honest, I've I am... never asked Amy this question because she's told me this already, so that's why I would never ask her. Yeah. <laughs> that's not very no, fine. I'm, I'm all in on Lost. It's fine. Lost Ark looks pretty. It's fine. Nice. It's, it's time for open critic head to head, I guess. So I'm, I'm, he's not going to ask me. Uh, this is the game we play every single week where we try to guess the open critic average of one upcoming game. And I totally got fucking screwed over by a review embargo dropping on a Sunday. What? <laughs> uh, whoever gets as closest to the score gets a point. If you manage to guess the score correctly, you get two points. Last week, we tried to guess the open critic average of Dying Light 2 Stay Human. I guessed it would get an 80. Moody guessed it would get an 81. And at the time of recording, Dying Light 2 Stay Human has an open critic average of 77, which ties the scores one to one. Nobody else has been on the podcast yet to make a guess. Yeah, that's right. Um, so you'd be the first, Joe. You're going to be the yes. first because this week. We're going to try and guess the open critic average of Lost Ark. It was going to be Sifu. And then all of a sudden, reviews start popping up everywhere. Um, mm. So I had to quickly change that. Um, we'll let... uh, I'm gonna, uh, oh, can I go? I'm sorry. No, you go first. Oh. Okay. I, I, I like to be positive. Lost Ark, I, I, um, I know it's like a Korean MMO. I learned this last night. Uh, I, I met a kind person by the name of Char. They were very excited about Lost Ark. And I'm going to say I'm going to feed into their excitement, and I'm going to rate this game an 80. I think it's going to come out. I think it's going to be an 80. Am I doing it right? You are doing it right. That's exactly, yes. that's exactly right. Yes. You nailed it. Moody. What do you think? 85. I'm too close to this. I'm too close to this. I've been watching videos about it for a week. <laughs> like I don't know what to do. Uh, I'm tem- I was tempted to go yeah. <laughs> That'd be pretty funny. Um uh it's an online game. It might not work properly when it comes out. Could you buy reviews? Uh, I don't know what to do. I'm gonna guess it's gonna get an oops. Um I almost turned my laptop off. 82. That's gonna be my guess. Mm. 
Alright. We'll see what happens next week. In Amy's heart, it's already a 10 out of 10. (laughs) But we don't listen to Amy's heart when we're playing these games because that always goes badly. Oh, God, no. (laughs) Oh, God. Remember Avengers. (laughs) Um, We'll do Fantasy Crazy. I'm going to roll these dice. I'm going to roll these dice. We'll see where I'm going to land. 96. Oh, fuck. (laughs) (laughs) Never did that again. Never going to do that again. Um, We'll do a fantasy critic check-in next week. Um, That's it. We're done. For the 291, the 291st episode of the Words of Our Games podcast with a fantastic, amazing guest co-host in Joseph Moran. Where can everybody find you? You can find me over at the Trophy Room, a PlayStation podcast where me and my best friend Kyle talk about the latest, the greatest in all things PlayStation. You can find us over on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. And if you rate us five stars on either of those platforms, you could tweet at us at Mr. Babbitt or at PS Trophy Room with your review and you are entered to win either Horizon Forbidden West or Elden Ring. So make sure y'all jump on that. And uh, yeah, y'all, thank you so much for having me. I Thanks had a blast, so as time. always. Of course. We love having you on the podcast. It's great. I love being here. I like I like talking to y'all, you know? Yeah. It's, it's a lot it's of nice. fun. It's a lot of fun. We just, sometimes you just need to talk shit about Microsoft. I mean, talk things about PlayStation. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man. Yeah. <laughs> uh, you know, the, the past few weeks have been really... Um, really awesome at the trophy room and I, I love that the community is really getting our shtick that we are very much celebrating games while covering playstation rather than just blindly celebrating playstation and shitting on xbox um i'm really i'm really happy to see where we've really taken um the show it's a good shtick it's a good thank podcast you. good shtick indeed thank you thank you yeah Makes me feel nice. Kyle. Yeah, yeah he's 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 the fucking best. Kyle is the best really too. We'll get him on the podcast one day for a full episode as well. Hell yeah. Hell, Hell yeah. yeah. And really, you'll probably find me somebody else called Joe at some point in 2022. Because <laughs> <laughs> that's what he does. Everybody has to be called Joe. I'll just walk into a bar or a cafe and say, Joe! <laughs> yeah? Yeah. Would be on a podcast. That's how it feels like. So how it feels like now, yeah. Yeah, that, <laughs> so that is going to do it for this episode. Moody, I forgot to do this last week. Um, are we still those. doing it? Are we still doing the, the, the ending the podcast on a positive note? I'll do it next week. We'll do it next week. Okay, cool. I completely forgot to do that last week. Just um, stay safe, everyone. Have an amazing week and be good. That is going to do another. it. Say bye, everybody. Bye-bye. <laughs> this is the way.